0: Welcome back to the Comics Course. This is an offering of Miskatonic University's remote education program, offering as a podcast, Literature 209, Graphical Literature and Society and History. I am your ever self-indulgent Professor Hamby, uh, along with my mistreated, abused, maligned, but well-loved T.A. Rowan. At least... I, I d- I don't know how undergraduate life treats you in general, but when you come here, you get Kit Kats and soda.
1: That's a nice change.
0: It is. We love you. Um, I I have my teaching whiskey with me, provided as always by our head of uh, dietary and nutritional studies here at Miskatonic. Uh, She told me that I needed to have more chocolate with my whiskey for good health. So we have some Kit Kats also. Uh, Dark chocolate Kit Kats. So, you know, it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Salute.
1: Real cocoa. Ah, It's
0: good for the throat when talking. So, I'm out of of water. I'll just have to drink whiskey, apparently. Um, So, today's topic was inspired by you, Rowan. Mm -hmm. You asked, what are some neat alternate versions of Spider-Man? Now, this is something people have talked about a lot. A couple years ago, we had a Spider-Verse animated movie starring Miles Morales. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I this, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, this question was sparked by um, me asking, because there's going to be two new movies of that out.
0: Right, one this year and one next mm-hmm. year. I'm really looking forward to them.
1: Same, I love the um, first movie.
0: I In the recent past, we watched together the third of the new Spider-Man uh, oh, uh, movies. uh With Tom Holland, right, uh, produced by Sony uh, and Marvel, distributed by Marvel. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. I didn't go gaga over it the way a lot of people did.
1: I didn't go gaga, but I did cry.
0: It had sad moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about how to say this. Because people were so hyped about it. And I think they were hyped. Because of this idea of combining the different spider man and that really talks to people. They love this idea of different interpretations of Spider-Man interacting, and I get that. I, I love that too.
1: Honestly, I could have. I would have preferred if more of the movie had all three of them just together doing stuff.
0: Right. I kind of feel like they should have introduced the other two early on, and brought together a Sinister Six from multiple universes. And great scene. And honestly, if you wanted to make my nerdy, geeky heart happy, at the end, bring in like twenty more Spider Mans.
1: Yeah, because honestly, the scene with all three of them was the best scenes of the movie.
0: Right. I felt there was a lot of boring build up there.
1: Yeah, but those three are just great actors together.
0: And and I liked all of them. i mean, okay. So the the uh, um God, I'm choking on his name. Not Garfield. I thought his Spider-Man movies were good. The first one.
1: Uh, Andrew? No, no Andrew
0: Garfield. Uh. uh McGuire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacey McGuire. Not Stacy. Not Stacey. McGuire. Sorry.
1: My brain's...
0: <laughs> this is what happens when we don't prep for an episode, folks. Um, anyway, his mm-hmm. his first movie was okay. Good, even. Mm-hmm. I thought the second movie with Dr. Octopus was actually excellent. Uh-huh. Third movie... I've honestly never seen... The clips I've seen from it were so bad, I just did not see the point in wasting two and a half hours of my life watching it.
1: Yeah, based on the clips I've seen of it, no one looked like they wanted to be in it.
0: Right. It was just painful. And my understanding is they didn't want to. It was kind of a contractual obligation
1: thing. Because they had a contract for three movies.
0: Right. Um... But people love the idea of multiple Spider-Mans. And, mm-hmm. and I understand why. Spider-Man is an iconic character. Now, I'm about to say something that a lot of comic book fans will want to string me up for. And maybe execute me. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man and Superman are essentially, at core, the same character. Okay. And I would argue that in terms of popularity of characters, Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man are... Are the three most popular Western s- superhero characters in the world? Yeah, I agree with I, that. I'm willing to bet that you could drop into some of the most obscure third world countries in the world where they don't speak a lick of English. They maybe have never read a Western comic, and you will find a guy walking around in a Batman, Superman, or Spider Man t shirt, and they will know who Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, and Peter Parker are.
1: Uh-huh, and they can tell you bits of their backstory.
0: I mean, maybe just little bits, yeah, but bits. But
1: at least bits.
0: Now, in all three of these, um, embody the same iconic ideal of the superhero, which is what I call tortured wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. All of them have something they really that, that embodies what the reader wants, but they pay a huge price for it, mm-hmm. making them complicated. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He's suave. He's sexy, he's handsome, he's rich, he's smart, he's a master detective, he's a master martial artist. He's all these things. But he's he's driven by this pathological need to try to find a balance in the universe, to try to make the world right when he knows it's so horribly broken. Mm -hmm. Tormented by the loss of his parents.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The others are the same. Uh, Spider-Man is tortured by the loss of Ben, his mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, who he loved. Um, in the case of Bruce Wayne, he was powerless at the time a child. In the case of Spider-Man, he had power and didn't use it. hmm and, and therefore is somewhat responsible himself. hmm Unsurprisingly, in many iterations of writing Batman, writers have written the idea of Bruce Wayne being tortured by the idea that even though he was a small child, that he should have somehow done something else, mm-hmm. which is actually a common part of survivor's guilt.
1: Yeah, that's actually common in the real world stories right. like that.
0: Now, Superman, interestingly, when he was first brought into existence, uh, was a much simpler character, and if he had stayed how he was when he was introduced, I don't think would have pers- stayed around. Mm-hmm. We knew that he was a survivor of a planet, but Krypton wasn't named. We certainly weren't introduced to his parents. And he was just a pure wish fulfillment figure. Mm -hmm. But as Superman was evolved by writers, we find out that he's from a planet Krypton and it was a paradise. But they wouldn't listen to science. And not listening to science led to everybody dying. Sound familiar, people?
1: Uh (laughs) Especially... Us Americans.
0: I'm just, it's not just an America row. I got to tell you. I just want to say, anybody out there who's an anti-vaxxer wearing a Superman shirt, (laughs) I have the right to slap you. (laughs) Repeatedly. With a halibut.
1: I don't think the law allows that.
0: It should. (laughs) It definitely should. (laughs) Oh, the hounds are at it again.
1: I think they agree with you.
0: Miskatonic University uh, maintenance crew is mowing the quad and the hounds are not happy.
1: They always mow the quad.
0: It does seem like there shouldn't be any grass left out there at this point. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: The guy's a little obsessed with the lawn care.
0: You know, I I do worry about Barry because he gets out there with that little uh measuring tape <laughs> and does samples every twenty centimeters.
1: He took touch some grass a little too far.
0: A little too far, that's right. Now you may not know, you know this, but I went to school with him. He was he, he oh, oh. Yeah. He got a degree in a department here that doesn't exist anymore. Oh. And I've been told that as a professor I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: So let's go back to Spider-Man.
1: Okay, okay, Um,
0: yes. Spider-Man is that same tortured wish fulfillment. Uh You know, he lost his Uncle Ben. He gets all these powers. He's amazing. He's been an Avenger. He's saved the world multiple times. He saves people's cats from trees. Um, He's even won a Nobel Prize for journalism at one point in the comics. Uh He's done all these things, but... As a teenager, he's a geek He's bullied, he can't get a girlfriend Except Except uh, when he does And he picks up super hot models Like Mary Jane Watson And super nice and hot girls Like Gwen Stacy And then super hot bad girls Like Felicia Hardy um, And then Hot Korean chicks like Cindy Moon And, well, we'll just stop there Um (laughs)
1: You know, he can't get girls unless they're models. But then he can't
0: keep a relationship, and they're often complicated, and they get mad at him, and this happens, and that happens, and the public hates him, and, you know, so he gets all these wish fulfillments, but something happens to make them bad. And that's because you can write one story or two of wish fulfillment Mary Sue's, but if you keep going and going and going, they need twists. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the soap opera approach to writing. Again, I'm going to get hate mail from people who don't like me comparing comic books to soap operas but Mm -hmm. if you can't see the similarity, you're taking this shit too seriously, folks.
1: They're basically soap operas on paper.
0: In some ways, with superpowers. Mm -hmm. But one of the brilliant things that Stan Lee did was he built this torture into the origin. Mm -hmm. Now, Batman has a tragic origin, but other writers later had to integrate the torture. Superman, nothing in his origin for torture. That had to be integrated by other writers. But both have done this and succeeded. Spider-Man had it from day one. From his first appearance in Amazing Fantasy, August 1962. We're approaching this year his 60th birthday. Mm. Which is kind of awesome. And people love Spider-Man. And that that trait, that that, uh, uh, tortured wish fulfillment, works. And people love the lovable Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. And they love seeing multiple versions. And this isn't just in the movies. This isn't just in uh, the third Tom Holland film. This isn't just in the animated Spider-Verse movies. There have been just a flood in the last ten years of comic book miniseries and tie-ins... With Spider Verse, Spider Geddon, Edge of Spider Verse, standalone miniseries for some of the versions of the character. People love seeing these multiple iterations. Mm-hmm. And this is what you were asking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the reasons I agreed to do this episode is I began thinking about this tortured wish fulfillment
1: mm-hmm.
0: aspect of the character and asking myself which versions of the character work. Because they take this concept and tweak it in an interesting new context Mm -hmm. in which ones are just using aesthetics from Spider-Man for really whole new characters. Uh And it's actually an interesting, difficult discussion, Mm -hmm. I find. Mm -hmm. So what I've done here is I have pulled up a whole dedicated Wikipedia article to alternative versions of Spider-Man. And, at the top of it, it says, For broader coverage of this topic, see List of Incarnations of Spider-Man.
1: In case you want more.
0: And, the listing is huge.
1: Yeah, at first, when you clicked on this, I thought it was just going to be one of those small Wikipedias that someone random made 15 years ago.
0: No. No. Not at all. (laughs) So, we're going to go through this and comment on some. Now, some I don't want to talk about because they're just cheesy. You know, like, there were DC crossovers where they did mashups of Spider-Man with a DC character. You know, Spider-Batman or whatever. I'm not interested in that. Um, but there are a bunch of others that are interesting for different reasons. I'm also not terribly interested in, say, Marvel Zombies Spider-Man.
1: Wait, they have the different Earths on here where they're from? Yes,
0: yes. Because the Marvel Universe has long embraced all these alternate universes. Okay. So, I'm, I'm also not going to comment on characters that just use a little bit of the aesthetics. For example, uh, of the Marvel 616 universe, which is the mainline Marvel Universe, there's a Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew. She's called Spider-Woman. She uses some similar motifs from Spider-Man's costume but that's really it. It doesn't go any further than that. I don't think that's interesting to comment on. So let's talk about some of the others and what works about them or what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to be completely arbitrary and grabbing from this list. Okay, okay, okay. But some of them I do think are interesting. So Earth 70091 the manga. Now the manga Is a comic series done uh, Originally I want to say in the 70s But with the interest in the West and manga It was revisited in the 2000s Uh, The original run was 1970 to 1971 With 8 volumes It was published by Kodansha Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it featured a very different kind of Spider-Man He looked like our Spider-Man But was otherwise almost totally different. He was a junior high school student named Yu Mm -hmm. Now he was similar in that he was intellectually just a genius. An outcast and withdrawn. Very much like Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. um, Until he was bit by a radioactive spider. Now this led to him eventually unintentionally killing somebody. Oh. And then face Japanese versions of villains like Electro, the Lizard, Mysterio, and the Kangaroo. Now, I should note, this is not the original version. This is really more of the recasting of him in the 2000s, when they wanted to go back more to the copy of Peter Parker. This isn't terribly interesting to me. I mean, he even ends up working as a freelance photographer, Uh, For a magazine that has an anti-Spider-Man stance, like Peter Parker does for the Daily Bugle. However, the original manga Spider-Man was way more interesting uh, because he wrote in a giant mech. Okay, wait, wait, wait.
1: Okay. So,
0: they've tried to recast Spider-Man in the 2000s in a manga form. To essentially tell the same story as Peter Parker, just said in Japan. Which is not terribly interesting to me. So, but if we jump from that one over to Earth 51778, we have Takoya Yamashiro. Now, he was very different because he... Have you ever seen any of the classic mecha stuff? Where, you know, they're piloting a giant mecha and maybe a giant blade drops out of their arm mm-hmm. and then they yell a catchphrase and shoot a giant laser. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of manga it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Old, cheesy, right. original uh-huh. anime.
0: And, uh... It was Sulpaidaman was how they said it. Mm. And he piloted the mecha Lepidon. Mm. And it was all said very dramatically like that. Mm. Um, which had a featured place in Ready Player One.
1: Oh, yeah, they mentioned that.
0: Supaidamon's Lepidon was one of the mechs piloted at the end to face Mecha Godzilla piloted by the Sixers.
1: Yeah, I I remember that. When you said, I'm like, why why does that sound so familiar? And I went, oh, yeah, that's
0: why. Right. And, you know, this is interesting because we have these two Japanese manga, Spider-Mans, one of whom... It's not really a, re- a retelling of, of Peter Parker. It's just, it's just a clone.
1: It's just Spider-Man, but for the Japanese.
0: And then this other version, which was done earlier, which really has nothing to do with Spider-Man except using the name.
1: Because sales.
0: <laughs> and neither of these use the mythology of Spider-Man in a significant way. Uh, uh. uh. But speak to the popularity of the character, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then... God, I mean, where do I go? um, There are characters like Spider-Girl and uh, Gary Drew Spider-Man. I I, I kind of want to skip the versions that are just children of Peter Parker. Yeah. There are quite a few Spider-Girls and Spider-Womans that don't really take from the mythology of Peter Parker in the sense of taking Peter Parker and his iconic elements and... archetypal elements and recasting them into a new character, but they are almost like spinoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't think those are. So,
0: like, Anna Corazon, Spider-Woman, Mayday Parker, those kinds of versions. Some of which are very interesting. There there are a number of those, and I like them. Some of them are well-written, and I like them, but they're not taking the ideas of Spider-Man to do something new with them.
1: They're not what we're looking for in our qualifications.
0: Right. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm going to jump down to one of my favorites, okay. which has been heavily featured in the Spider-Verse comics, but has not been featured in the anime or anything, and it is Pavitir Prabhakar. He is from an alternate Earth. He first appeared in Spider-Man India back in 2005 huh. in a four-issue series. And he's very much Peter Parker He has a very similar costume With some traditional elements He comes from the country and moves to the city Where he's bullied Many of the characters have Indian names But start off with a phonetic sound Similar to Peter Parker's counterparts So for example Instead of Uncle Ben, it's Uncle Behim. Instead of Aunt May It's Aunt Maya Um, You know, that kind of thing Mm Mm-hmm and the story very much copies Peter Parker. But his powers are of a mystic origin. He's also a gifted, incredibly uh, uh, intelligent person. And it show, and, and you could say, well, how is this different from the manga version of Peter Parker?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the manga version of Peter Parker still casts, frankly, a character that's almost identical with very, very Western values. This Spider-Man faces demons... And shows how... I mean, just to be blunt, the manga Spider-Man, although it's in Japan, is in many ways written just like Peter Parker. Because Japan's a very Western country. Well, sorry, that came out wrong. It's an Eastern country with its own traditions, but they are a very modern first world country that has had lots of exposure to American culture and has been able... To cherry pick what they wanted from it To integrate into their own culture Along with their traditions mm-hmm. And you can write A fairly American character in Japan Pretty easily as a result
1: mm-hmm.
0: Pavyatir, however Is deeply set in Indian mythology and roots And it shows how those archetypal elements Of Peter Parker Can translate to a new culture very easily mm-hmm. And thus the mythological strength of the Spider-Man archetype. And that's part of what I'm looking for. How can it translate in new ways Mm -hmm. that keeps the essence but is different somewhere? And so my next one is one that was introduced a few years later. and It's one of your favorites. You Mm -hmm. want to introduce him?
1: Oh, Spider-Man Noir.
0: Spider-Man Noir. Now, we don't even get a name change here. It's Peter Parker. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, He's again bitten by a spider, although a mystic spider totem kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's actually, for those who get into the Spider Verse stuff, at least in the comics, there's a lot of mysticism involved. And Spider Man Noir is Peter Parker from the 1920s. And it shows how the ideas of Spider Man can be moved in time very easily with very little translation. And that's one of the strengths of a strong mythological figure that you can put it anytime, anywhere. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's why you can take a figure like Thor and put him almost anywhere. Mm -hmm. It just works. And, of course, Spider-Man Noir has some differences from Peter Parker, especially in Attitude. His costume's very different. He's very reliant on stealth. But he's a fun character. And so long as I'm talking about time, I also want to talk about... Spider-Man 2099. 2099. Spider-Man 2099 jumps into the future. It was an initiative done in 1999 as they envisioned heroes 100 years in the future. Mm. And what would they be like? And this Spider-Man is a descendant of Peter Parker's name, Miguel O'Hara. So, Irish descent, Spanish descent. One of the first that I remember major Hispanic characters. Ooh. And he is a genetics expert at a big company called Alchemex, which turns out to be evil. And they basically try to addict him to a drug to control him, because he's uh kind of finding out that things aren't what he thought they were at the company. Mm-hmm. And he does a dangerous experiment to cure himself of the drug addiction and ends up fusing spider DNA into himself and giving himself powers and becoming the Spider-Man of twenty ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. And again, we have these archetypal Peter traits. He's a good guy. He's exposed to spiders. He gains powers.
1: He's super intelligent.
0: He's super intelligent. Uh, Someday we'll do an episode dedicated to talking about intelligence as a heroic attribute, which is a very 20th century thing. And he's fighting the big guy. He's seen as a villain Mm -hmm. and has to stay on the run. And again, great. Great. Now, I'm going to skip things like Spider-Ham. People love Spider-Ham. He's funny. A lot of people don't realize this. He was actually introduced in his own series for little kids in the early 80s called Peter Porker, the Spectacular Mm Spider-Ham. He's a fun, silly character, Mm -hmm. but he's not taking the mythology of Spider-Man and casting it in a new context. He's just a joke character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarly, I'm not going to talk about Spider-Hulk. Or Spider Man from the sixteen hundreds. Which is which is a result of a long ongoing joke in that series where he keeps almost being bit by weird spiders and the reader is constantly like, Oh, maybe he's gonna get powers. Ah no, it doesn't happen. Until the very end. Where it's left on a cliffhanger and then his powers show up in a sequel. Um. i I do want to talk about, however, the superior Spider Man. <sighs> which is one of my favorite iterations. Now, this takes place not in an alternate universe, but as a result of Otto Octavius, the villain, Dr. Octopus, who's a genius, and the more nuanced representation of him being um, one of the best parts about the second Tobey Maguire Mm Spider-Man, and, in my mind, one of the best parts about the third Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, agreed. And in this storyline... Uh, Otto Octavius basically takes over Peter Parker's body and implants his mind in it. And is Peter Parker survives in his subconscious and eventually regains control, but in the meantime finds that his heroism inspires Dr. Octopus and influences him. And Dr. Octopus decides that he's so much smarter, he can be a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker ever was. Mm-hmm. And really uses technology to his advantage in some creepy ways, including flooding New York City with tiny spider robots to watch everybody. Just another
1: thing you narkers need to do. Right.
0: But over time, he really embraces the idea of being a hero, although in some very untraditional ways. A creepy stalker superhero. Right. And eventually moves to San Francisco and all this. Oh, oh, great. I, 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 I like that representation, and it shows... And the more they wrote Otto Octavius as the superior Spider-Man, the more they ended up gravitating to the tortured wish fulfillment. Hmm. He was brilliant. He was rich. He had connections. The only girl he loved wouldn't talk to him. You know, these sorts of things. Uh-huh. And so they took an existing character and reworked him with those archetype elements.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which I thought was kind of brilliant. Yeah. And then there's a character like Cindy Moon. Again, not an alternate universe. What they did with Cindy Moon was kind of interesting. She was introduced in a retcon where they said, the spider that bit Peter Parker and gave him powers first bit a young Korean-American girl named Cindy Moon, but that she received knowledge of the Inheritors. Quick sidebar chat. Uh... The driving premise behind the Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon storylines in the comics are these uh, supernatural entities called the Inheritors who are traveling between universes to consume the life force of people touched by the Spider-Totem. And she receives a sort of pre-awareness of this and gets sealed away in a room away from her family who thinks she's dead because it's her way of trying to protect them. Until she's released years and years later from this underground bunker by Peter Parker.
1: What the heck?
0: It's a weird story. But she became a major character named Silk, had a brief relationship with Peter.
1: Of course, because every girl has to, apparently.
0: Right? Uh, I, look, he's hooked up with Black Widow, too.
1: Uh, who hasn't she?
0: Uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> well, at least in the movies. and the comics. Look, in the comics, Hawkeye got everywhere. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, As his wife, Mockingbird, said, great guy, just don't marry him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so here we take this idea of Peter Parker. We even take a character and retcon her into a shared origin. Mm -hmm. She has similar powers. And she's written as somebody who gets all these powers. And has a crappy life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's a female equivalent to Spider-Man with a shared origin, but isn't an alternate universe take on him. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my next two also I want to talk about are from alternate universes, but aren't al- aren't an alternate universe ideas of Peter Parker. Again, they're taking the Spider-Man idea and translating it into new characters. One of them is also named Spider-Man, and that's Miles Morales. Now, some folks don't realize this, but the introduction of Miles Morales was actually in a series called The Ultimate Comics and The Ultimate Spider-Man. These were an attempt by Brian Michael Bendis when he started Ultimate Spider-Man, and these were very well done. I've I've, I've ragged on Brian Michael Bendis a lot. I even attempted to summon his ghost from the future. I don't know <laughs> if it was really him. Um, I'm required to say that by Miskatonic's lawyers. And... He, 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 you know, I I, I think he's overhyped at times. But Ultimate Spider-Man was genuinely very good. And it was him taking Spider-Man and distilling his archetypal elements into a contemporary story that's easy to access. And he did it well. And he ended it with the Green Goblin killing Spider-Man. Now... What happened next in that storyline was he wanted to explore the idea of what would happen if a new Spider-Man rose up. And that was Miles Morales. His uncle was Hobie uh, Hobie. Brown, the Prowler. The Prowler? You saw him in the Spider-Verse movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had robbed stuff from... The Oscorp, which was mm-hmm. attempting to replicate how Spider-Man was created, mm-hmm. and a spider escaped into his bag that he was stealing mm-hmm. stuff in, got out into his apartment, and when Miles Morales was visiting him, bit Miles, who developed his own spider-themed set of powers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, through a convoluted set of events, um, universes. I say that again. No, I cannot say that again, Siri. Through a convoluted set of events. I just said it again. I lied. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Universes get destroyed. This whole, you know, composite planet happened. Blah, blah, blah. Miles Morales ends up on Earth 616 uh, with Peter Parker. And they just look at each other and go, We could both be Spider Man in New York. Why not? Why not? And it works. And he fits the tortured hero archetype. He has wish fulfillment, uh, he has powers. And the same struggles that Peter Parker does. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, let's jump over to another Earth for Ghost Spider, or as she's often called, Spider Gwen. Now, one of the great loves of Peter Parker's life was Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the defining moments of his life that he failed to save her, Mm -hmm. and she died. Well, here in another universe, Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker are friends, but Gwen Stacy is the one that ends up with the abilities. Mm -hmm. And her father's the chief of police who she has to hide her identity from until it's revealed. And then she has to balance a life um, as Ghost Spider with being attempting to have some sort of normal life Mm -hmm. while being estranged from her father. Mm -hmm. And again, we've we've taken a character from Spider-Man mythology and we've turned it upside down, totally changed all the actual circumstances, but kept the same themes. Mm Mm-hmm. And it works. It works really well. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we could go on and on. I've got this giant list here. I mean, do you you want to pick any of these and ask about any of them?
1: I'm looking.
0: Here, let me jump over to this list of incarnations of Spider-Man. Maybe it'll be a little easier to read. I'm also skipping over like various clones of Spider-Man and things like that.
1: Because like every good mainstream Marvel or DC character, they've been cloned at least a hundred times.
0: I would do an episode about the clone sagas of Spider-Man, but it's guaranteed to raise blood pressure among Spider-Man fans dramatically. And I don't want the publicity of being responsible <laughs> for some guy's death. <laughs> You know?
1: I would be okay with this.
0: Oh my lord. <laughs> uh but there have been clones, uh uh which led to the distinction between Peter Parker and Ben Riley and then uh others. What's and, the
1: Dark Avengers?
0: Oh, that's a result of a whole storyline that's better that, that it was complicated. But basically, uh Osborne helped arrange a group of villains to act as the Avengers. Oh, okay. Uh, And and that leads into issues with the symbiotes like Venom, Mm. which are Spider-Man themed, but again, not using the Spider-Man archetypes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and this just goes on and on. I mean, we could go on and on and on. So there was Scarlet Spider and Kane and all that. Uh, there was an spider. evil version of Spider-Man called the Blood Spider that was trained by Taskmaster. There's an alternate universe uh, of one called the Man Spider, where he actually... Peter Parker was eaten by a colony of spiders who then absorbed his consciousness and he became an evil psychopathic killer. Again, not using the archetypes, just the trap aesthetic trappings of Spider-Man.
1: Mm. Uh, oh, the spider. Hmm. Hmm. I was looking at the uh the the Doctor Osborn version of Spider Man.
0: The Steel Spider, Ollie Osnick Yeah, Steel he Spider. Idolized Doctor Octopus and but modified mechanical tentacles to be like spider legs to copy Spider Man later. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a neat aesthetic version. Hmm. Hmm. That was from the early eighties.
1: Oh, Webman.
0: I don't know if I, you've seen a picture of Silk. I talked about her a little bit ago. Uh, there we go. There's oh, Silk.
1: Oh, she looks cool. Yeah,
0: she's actually a really cool character. Uh, there is a uh, Marvel superheroes uh miniatures game by mm-hmm. Atomic Press. I've bought a couple of the Spider-Man <laughs> figures, but haven't painted them yet. I'll do that one of these days. And I really hope they do a Silk figure at some yeah. point. But it just goes on... I mean, for example, there is a Spider-Man robot called the Time Spinner created by Kang the Conqueror. There's a Spider-Man Deadpool mashup out there. Oh. There have been scrolls who've dis- disguised themselves as Spider-Man.
1: Because Scrolls gonna scroll.
0: Yeah, There are... For example, there is the Spider of the future Japan that they showed in the Spider-Man... Uh, uh, Spider-Verse animated hmm. movie... Who also is in the comics. She's an interesting one. I've tried to decide if she fits the archetype or not. She's a younger child. uh, And people know. But I don't know. As she's represented in the movie, she doesn't feel that way. But some of the comics writing of her feels like a valid archetypal interpretation of Hmm. Spider-Man.
1: What's Spider-Monkey?
0: Spider-Monkey is kind of a joke character.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's really... Worth going into And there are tons of versions of Spider-Man That have just kind of been joke versions of Spider-Man For example There's one called uh, Web Slinger Where he's a Wild West Spider-Man And even has a Spider-Man mask for his horse It's just a silly joke version There's one where He's like riding around in a post-apocalyptic Wasteland Mm -hmm. Fighting the mutants oh,
1: God. And
0: he's like Lord or Emperor Spider-Man oh, or God. something
1: What's the perfect world?
0: The perfect world is a Spider-Man Who came from a world uh, Where He's rich and mm-hmm. successful And people love him And none of his loved ones has died He mm. is the Spider-Man where nothing has ever gone wrong In his life
1: Whoa! Yep Okay
0: Except then things go badly for him after he opens portals to other dimensions and meets the other Spider-Mans.
1: Ah, that tends to happen.
0: There's also a dedicated Spider-Man for the PlayStation video games. Yeah. That take that Spider-Man and put him exactly like that into the comics.
1: Oh, really?
0: Which I actually kind of love. Uh, I've not played the games. I'd like to. I don't have a PlayStation. Um, But he's... Although... It takes place a little bit into the future with a little bit of slightly advanced technology for the mm-hmm. character. It's drawn thematically with story elements heavily from the 80s Spider-Man, which is one of my favorite iterations of Spider-Man. Oh,
1: I didn't know they gave him, gave the PlayStation their own Spider-Man.
0: Well, remember, he's not going to be perfectly consistent with the comic books. And anytime you're not, or it's a comic book that doesn't agree with the main Spider-Man comics... That is always another Earth.
1: Okay, so, and, so the P- PlayStation got their own Earth.
0: Right, and canonically, okay. every representation of Spider-Man is on some Marvel Earth. Even the old cheesy, like, 70s, 60s cartoon Spider-Man that the Ramones did the cover song of the theme song for. Where, when he shows up in the comics, he's always completely incompetent and can't do anything.
1: Okay, sorry, the Earth stuff is confusing.
0: It is. And we can go on and on. I mean, there's fairytale Spider-Mans and, um, jeez, I mean, where do we stop with it? I, we're not going to go into the what-ifs. Uh, that's a whole other thing as well, of that's course. That's
1: a whole other can of worms. What's right. the Moon Man?
0: Moon Man?
1: Spider-Man Moon Man.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. That might be the Spider-Man that was also a werewolf.
1: Oh, yeah, it's right underneath Wolf Spider there.
0: Wolf Spider might be the werewolf one. Sometimes the little nicknames for him are confusing.
1: What's Spider Punk?
0: Oh, Spider Punk is one of my favorites. Remember I mentioned the uncle, Hobie Brown? Uh Uh-huh. This is him as (gasps) Spider-Man. Nice! Now, you don't get to see it here, but he's black. Mm -hmm. And he lives in the dystopian alternate universe where he is helps uh, uh, is one of the sort of punk culture that's fighting the man that's oppressing everyone. Mm. Uh, and for example, Bruce Banner becomes the Hulk when he listens to a certain mixtape.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: But I love Spider-Punk. He's one of my absolute favorites. Okay, And I really hope he is in upcoming Spider-Verse movies. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So I I, I don't know what more we want to say We're at 40 minutes already Mm. Um, And we could go talking and talking about Obscure Spider-Mans forever But the purpose of this is not to catalog Obscure alternate versions of Spider-Man But to distinguish the idea between A Spider-Man that is simply A aesthetic theft Of Spider-Man elements Mm -hmm. For making a character And those that use the archetypal elements Of Spider-Man In an interesting way. And my contention is that a really great archetypal character can be translated into almost anything. And we see here Spider-Mans that are in punk culture, in the future, in the past, that are women, Mm -hmm. that all these variations are made of, but they all work.
1: Who's a copy and who's their own character, but with similar ideas and themes?
0: With the same themes, I mean because mm-hmm. Peter Parker's themes can translate into almost any kind of character because mm-hmm. they require him to be intelligent to have wish fulfillment and be tortured mm-hmm. and then some of the aesthetics tossed on top mm-hmm. which is why some characters like say silk who actually have almost nothing in common with him in terms of you know aesthetics
1: mm-hmm.
0: but thematically works as a female spider-man mm-hmm I just wish she had a successful, good, long, on-running series. Most of these characters, even when they've had their own, they're not very long-running. Spider-Gwen is not, has had multiple series. She keeps coming back because people love her, but they don't last real long. They don't make a lot of money. Um, Spider-Woman, I think right now... Sorry, just could you say that again? No. Every time I say Jessica Drew, my watch, wants to ask me something. Does Jessica Drew sound like some sort of Apple Siri command? No. I don't think so either. Anyway, she right now, I think, has the longest on running series, she's ever, ongoing series she's ever had, um, which is kind of amazing. Um, I can't imagine Spider-Punk getting his own ongoing series. Spider-Man India and Noir have had a couple of miniseries. Spider-Man 2099 hasn't lasted very long when he's had a series. Um, and there's tons of others. I mean, everything from Spider-Man as a cop to Spider-Man as an astronaut... To Spider-Man as a little kid with an almost psychopathic Uncle Ben who got spider powers. I mean, but... To Spider-Bite, B-Y-T-E, who is a high school female who is a a spider-themed superhero in a virtual world. Ooh, that's interesting. And it's an interesting premise. Uh The hounds are back, folks, and knocking things out around. The hounds
1: aren't graceful.
0: So, that's my contention. Mm -hmm. Uh, An alternate universe Spider-Man, to not just have spider trappings, but be a Peter Parker themed character, needs to be intelligent, tortured, and have some degree of wish fulfillment while it being undermined by the struggles of being who they are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it works in lots Mm -hmm. of circumstances. Mm -hmm. Uh... We're heading towards the 50-minute mark, which honestly is longer than I thought we were going to talk about this.
1: Oh, say, I did not realize we've been here for this long.
0: Yeah, it goes quick, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, any parting thoughts uh, uh, other than we don't need another Spider-Man who's uh, Aunt May with spider powers out there?
1: <laughs> I could have
0: done without it, that ever being created, just to be honest. Although I do kind of love Aras- Aracanido Hunya which is a l- Mexican luchador Spider-Man huh. which I kind of love despite being entirely stupid.
1: Interesting.
0: And actually kind of takes Spider-Man back to his origins when he wore a mask kind of luchador style and was a wrestler. Back in the very back in his origin story.
1: Wait, hold up. He was originally a wrestler?
0: Yes, when Spider-Man debuted back in Amazing Fantasy He had these wish fulfillment powers, and he wanted to make money, so he became a wrestler called the Spider-Man and wore a costume like a luchador. Although people back then, I don't think, knew what luchadors were. And it was one day, uh, he he basically got stiffed by the guy running the wrestling Mm -hmm. and screwed him over, and then somebody robbed the box office, and he could have stopped him but didn't because he was like, I feel like you robbed for me. Not my problem that they robbed you too. And then that guy is who later murdered Uncle Ben. The guy he let go. What? You didn't notice? No. Yes. So he literally could have just reached a hand out and stopped the guy. But he didn't care. And so Uncle Ben died. I just broke my TA again, folks. I didn't think I was going to break her like this.
1: I did not know this.
0: There's been a long stretch of silence here while you've been covering your face with your hand and kind of massaging your temples like, holy shit, what are you going to tell me next? Up is down, black is white.
1: In a very different direction.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, with great power comes great responsibility.
1: <laughs> and wrestling, apparently.
0: But I kind of love that throwback to that with the Luchador <laughs> Spider Man, as stupid as it is.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. All this right. Works, Spider-Man. All right. I think we're done here. No. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Old Man Spider and <laughs> all the Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Wolverine, and all the Old Man characters. That were, you know, super popular for a few years.
1: Wait, really? Yes. That was popular?
0: Oh yeah, big time. Interesting. And with that, we're out.
1: Wait, was that during the phase of the old Batman run where he was an old bitter man?
0: No, 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 no. You're... The, the Marvel thing for Old Man Whatever has just really been like the last five or so years.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You're thinking of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, which was decades ago. Okay. And written way better for the most <laughs> part. Okay. Although Old Man Hawkeye I did kind of like. Okay. Um, but we talked about that when we talked about Kate Bishop a little bit. Yeah. All right. And we're out, I think, aren't we? hmm All right, we're out. Read comics. Bye.